Yo, 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 welcome to another episode of Optimize Your Body podcast. And I am here, my friend, it's a solo cast today. I am here in Bonito in Brazil. I've been in Brazil for almost a month. Long story short, my girlfriend's obviously from here. And I came over here for the first time to meet her family, who are now obviously becoming my family, La Familia. And I've had a fantastic time. Uh, Junini lives in the middle of nowhere. Like, not even Brazilians know where she lives. Literally, um, it's farmland. And it was awesome. It was an awesome experience just to just to see they value community so much out here. And by the way, you're going to hear a lot of wildlife. You might hear some people jumping into the water in the background here. Um, they value those connections with each other so much here, as you probably know. Um, it's like that in many parts of Europe, like Italy and stuff like that as well, even Spain. Um, but it's amazing to experience that, you know. And yeah, anyway, so basically couple of little things today I wanted to share with you, right? We went, um, we went, uh, what do they call it? Um, to a flotation thing, right? Three hours, um, the clearest water I've ever seen. Bonito, just in case you don't know, it's one of the most, well, Bonito means beautiful, right? In Portuguese, it's one of the most beautiful places in the whole world. You may have heard of it um, in the whole of Brazil and it happens to be in Janini's state, Mato Grosso do Sul uh, is the state she's from. And today we went on the flotation thing, right? I went for a walk, saw the wildlife, uh, went in the uh, in the thing, and I'm thinking, I've heard there's alligators around here, right, in my head. And I'm like, nah, surely not. And I was like, you know what, I'd rather not know. Anyway, um, seeing all these beautiful fish, the furthest I've ever seen underwater, we were snorkeling, incredible. And then we stopped, and I just asked her out of curiosity, is any alligators here? She was like, yeah, 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 we have someone uh, walking around. Don't worry, because we have someone walking around making noise so they don't come into the water. And I'm like, fantastic, that's just what I wanted to hear. And that's my worst nightmare. I was saying to Janini, because obviously I live in Sydney and there's sharks in the ocean when I go in the ocean. Um, and I that is like horrendous, right? To ever come across a shark. Um, good luck with that. However, my biggest fear is like crocodiles and like alligators, right? Crocodiles more so because they're bigger, but I was like, fucking hell. Thanks for I wish I had an ass now anyway. Um, but incredible. Having an absolutely amazing experience. I wanted to jump on and record my first ever podcast from my phone. And uh, 2024... And I wanted to mainly talk about some key fundamentals that you want to focus on this year, my friend, to really get to the next level, right? With your results, with, you know, your lifestyle, living a healthier lifestyle, and ultimately, you know, looking better, looking, feeling, and performing at your best, right? Because that's what this podcast is all about. Um, And it's growing. It's gone from strength to strength. So I really do appreciate everyone who listens. Make sure you share um, onto your story or with your friends. If you like this episode in particular, just like give it a share to someone, right? Because if we can uh, help more people, then awesome. Anyway, let's get stuck in. Now, some observations I've made since I've been uh, made since I've been away. Um, and what I'd like everyone to know here, right? And this is not to look down on anyone or anything else, um, but the bar is set extremely low in life. Despite what we see on social media, you know, we look on social media, everyone shows their highlight reel. It looks like everyone's doing better than us. Um, you can compare yourself and essentially feel like dog shit, right? If you're not careful. Now, when you actually look around you in real life, I was having this chat with Janini, you know, I was saying about bodies, for example, right? You go online, you might be following, and it's down to you, right? It's down to you who you follow as well, right? So you've got to have your own kind of awareness. But, you know, you're following all these um, good-looking bodies. And I said to Janini, I said, like, you know, I'm I'm in, like, and this is without being big-headed, I'm probably in the 0.000000, you know, uh, you know, 5% of physiques on the whole planet, right? I've competed against some of the best uh, athletes in the world. Um, I've been lifting weights for 20 years, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and Janini is in that tiny percentage as well with her body. She's been lifting weights for a long time. You know, she eats well and she lives basically like me. 
So there's no doubt she looks good, right? And we were saying like, you know, imagine you walked outside and everyone looked perfect. Everyone had perfect bodies, you know? And don't forget about the filters online as well, right? You know, people, even men, right? I heard someone talking about recently on the podcast. They were like, yeah, men use filters as much as women nowadays. Uh, I'm a no filter kind of guy. So don't worry if you follow me on Instagram, I'm not that guy. But it's not real life, right? And you go outside and imagine you went outside and everyone looked absolutely inch perfect. Their bodies were immaculate. It's not reality. And Jeannie and I were saying, you know, we live in Bondi, uh, Bondi Beach, near Bondi Beach. And everyone, most people are in amazing shape. You don't see anyone overweight. Everyone's in great shape. There's lots of good looking people there, right? I'm not going to lie. Um, I was going to say Janini and I included them, but that's just too narcissistic, but I've said it now anyway. Um, <laughs> what a dick. But no, seriously, it's not real life, right? It's not real life. You go online, you see all this. And when I look around me, um, I haven't been to like um, Rio de Janeiro in Brazil, right? So that'd be a different conversation. I'm going to see all the bundas, you know, bundas being booties and all the great looking bodies, but I'm not. I mean, you know, quote unquote, normal parts of Brazil. And when I look around me, I'm seeing the average person. Now, the bar is set really low. The average American, for example, has got under $1,000 in the bank to their name, uh, and they're obese and overweight, right? Obese, actually, the average person. So when you look at it that way, the bar's actually set really low. So, like, if you've got, you know, over $1,000 in the bank and you're not overweight excessively, you're in a tiny percentage of people. Not that it's about comparing yourself to others, right? But it's about don't be delusional. The bar's set really low, right? So I wanted to just share that with you first because... When I look around me, the average person, the average person's overeating. Uh, they're extremely mindless with the way they're eating. And again, I'm not, you know, judging, but I kind of am. No, I'm not. I'm looking around me and I'm like, okay, so, you know, people are completely mindless. They're drinking. They drink a lot here in Brazil, right? They love their beer. Uh, they drink loads. Uh, they eat not as much processed food as what I see in, uh, you know, even Australia and UK and, and you know, America, especially America. Um, but they just drink so much, right? And, and, you know, most of them are overweight, just like nowhere else. Um, and they do eat a lot. Processed foods are just hijacking the whole world now, right? So they are eating a lot more processed foods. But when you look at Janini's family, for example, right? Um, I love them the bits, right? But the reality is they drink a lot, right? And that's fine. They're aware of that. And her dad's got, you know, he jokes about his stomach and stuff, his belly. He's like, you know... Um, he goes, can you help me? And I'm like, okay, uh, how about we cut down on the beer? He was like, fuck that. <laughs> no chance. So I was calculating, right? And they, they'll sink, um, they'll sink about pff, at least 20 beers. I know this is excessive and it's an extreme example. On a night, they'll drink 20 beers and they drink most days, right? And they're overweight because they drink so much. But they eat mainly whole foods, right? Because her mum, especially since I've been there, right? Even more so because her, oh my God, they've been cooking me some of the best food ever, which I won't go into too much, but it's all, they live um, in Matagrosso de Sol, which is some of the best meat in the whole of Australia. Matagrosso de Sol and Matagrosso, they have the best because it's all farmland, right? It's all grass-fed, grass-finished, top quality meat. Literally, I've been picking mangoes off trees. I'm sat here now in Bonito, surrounded by trees. I'm looking at mini coconuts on the tree. I went to their, uh, her auntie's farm. I was picking mangoes off the tree, all different fruits I've never heard of. And my first ever avocado tree avocado I eat every day and it's been incredible right but they eat like a lot of whole foods mainly they do eat some processed stuff but mainly whole foods because they drink so much they're overweight right so it just goes to show you can do anything in excess whether that's alcohol or food and uh easily easily be out of shape right um so i wanted to share that with you i don't know where i was going with that but i think the the, the main thing there is you know anything done in excess um is going to come at a price right they like they they were eating similar to me Although not, you know, quite the same, of course. They were eating more and a little bit more processed foods and stuff. But yeah, because they drink so much, they, you know, they're all overweight, right? Um, so yeah. Anyway, let's move on. Move on now. So the factors I wanted to share with you to get into the best shape of your life this year is firstly I wanted to get into nutrition, right? Because that's what most people struggle with 
uh, including some of my best clients who reached out to me. Now, really, um, this the main piece of advice I want to give you this year with nutrition is don't follow any diets, right? Now, diets work until they don't work. I've said this before. Even carnival, right? Now, a lot of people look at me and they go, okay, you know, he eats carnival. And it's like, well, actually, no, I don't, first and foremost. Um, I just eat mainly meat and fruits, right? Because that works for me. I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole, right? But I, like last year especially, I picked up a lot of clients who came through from finding me on Carnival Podcast, right? A lot of them have been, you know, either dabbled with Carnival or eaten strict Carnival. And what I find is um, they they were struggling, right? Because they didn't find it was sustainable. Um, they felt less restricted than they did on other diets, right? That they tried in the past. And, you know, most people have tried every single diet you can name, whether that's keto, even vegan, um, paleo, whatever it is. And most people seem to find the carnival the best. But the thing is, it's still a diet, right? And they still felt restricted and they still struggled. When I, when, when I started bringing in more variety with what they were eating and stuff like that to help them get to the next level, they had that psychological barrier of introducing different foods. Um, and they took it too far and they weren't getting results, which is why they reached out to me, right? So I've seen this across the board, even the most disciplined person, right? Diets work until they don't work. I'm not following a diet. So get that out of your mind this year, right? If you're following a diet, you've lost. I'll say that again. If you're following a diet and trying to restrict, you've lost. Because the, you're on the diet and then you're off the diet. That's not sustainable, right? It needs to be a lifestyle change. And a really smart piece of advice I wanted to give you, right, was protein and fiber. Focus on those two things this year. Right now, not all foods are treated equally. So... I don't mean protein and fiber through processed foods because you could easily go, oh, protein and fiber. Okay, I'll get a box of protein bars. No. Yes, protein bars like, for example, Quest Bars, who I'm not affiliated with, by, but I just came up with that because I think out of all protein bars, I don't know, Quest Bars, eh, I wouldn't say they're the healthiest, actually, to be honest. Anyway, protein and fiber, you'll find a lot of that in a Quest Bar. But it's not complete protein. It's got about 30 different ingredients in it, and it's not, it's not real fiber. It's processed fiber. I'm not going to go into like the types of fiber and stuff, but there's different types, just like there's different types of proteins and amino acids, right? That is not the same as getting protein and fiber from real foods. For example, meat and fruit is what I eat and vegetables. I don't eat vegetables because my guts, right? I get issues with my gut when I eat vegetables. So I've cut them out and I've been thriving ever since. That doesn't mean you should do the same. If you feel good when you eat vegetables, keep eating them. If you enjoy eating vegetables, keep eating them. So protein and fiber, I eat meat, eggs, veg, and fruit right? If you can chase those foods as much as possible, protein, fiber, and even set yourself a target like I do with certain clients, right? If you're tracking, and by the way, there's a lot of value in tracking food. Doesn't mean you should do that forever. Um, but at least for a period of time, there's so much value in it for you to get your awareness up. Um, otherwise, there's a lot of guesswork. So for example, protein, just a simple arbitrary number to throw out there is, you know, if you can aim for a gram of protein per pound of body weight. And that looks like you know, for example, if you weigh like 120 pounds, female weighs 120 pounds, 120 grams of protein a day. If you can shoot for that as a ballpark number or even 0.8 grams of protein per pound of your body weight consistently, right? And on top of that, then, you know, fiber from whole foods, from fruit, vegetables, fruit and vegetables, for example, if you could shoot for, let's say, 10 grams of fiber per thousand calories that you eat, then you're going to be winning. But look, a lot of you, that might have gone over your head. But I know a lot of you have tracked your food, right? And it calculates all that for you anyway. If you use an app like MyFitnessPal app, for example, um, and just shoot for simple things like that and be consistent. And it's kind of hard to go wrong. But where people go wrong is, again, you know, when it comes to nutrition and behaviors, 
Like, if you're doing what everyone else around you is doing, right, then you're destined to fail. It's as simple as that. So if you can have that mindfulness this year, like, right, look around you. Okay, most people are overweight. What are they doing? They're overeating. They're completely mindless when they're eating. They don't really care. And they're not aware of things like protein and fiber. Even if you go out with friends and family or you're just in a restaurant, for example, pre-planning, looking ahead, look at the menu. We did this yesterday. We went to a restaurant here, right? We looked ahead. Great. We had like a kilo of red meat, right? Of uh, this, by the way, the meat here, like I said, it's, mm, God, it's good, ladies and gents. We had a, a kilo of um, uh, just steak, right, between us. Um, and we had, I don't I don't normally eat potatoes because normally irritate my gut, but fuck it, every now and then. So I had the, I love potatoes, but they just ruin my gut and I fart so badly that it's just not fair on Janini. Anyway, I took the hit last night and I've been okay so far. So we had, um, you know, a kilo of meat between us chopped into like four uh, fillet steaks with a decent amount of fat on the steak as well, which was lovely. And and that's all grass-fed and grass-finished as well. Most of the time, it's just normal for it to be grass-fed and grass-finished here instead of ordinarily it's going to be grain-fed, which is not as good for you, which is fantastic. Uh, and then we had like a bunch of um, like crispy mini potatoes, uh, loads of salt. I think they cooked them in olive oil as well. Uh, white rice. Uh, we had, we tried alligator as well, ladies and gents. I wanted to try I've never tried that for the first time. Tasted quite nice, actually. We had that for starters. Uh, really, really salty. I think they had loads of salt to it. So that was the only downfall because it was just so salty. But So we had all that. And then that was it. We were good. You know what I mean? And it tasted phenomenal. I couldn't have thought of a better meal to eat. And again, lots of fiber from the from the um, uh, from the from the potatoes. Heaps of protein. All the essential nutrients I needed through the red meat alone. And boom, we were both satisfied, right? So being mindful of those things when you go out to restaurants or just you know preparing your meals and just thinking like, right, how can I get protein and fiber in? Great. When I go to a restaurant. I'm going to have uh, a salad. I'm going to order a salad and a salad that you're going to enjoy eating. Or if you don't want a salad, I'm going to order a bunch of vegetables. Let's have a look what vegetables they've got. If they have got that in the menu, fantastic. Or even if it's just potatoes, I'm going to order a nice bowl of potatoes instead of fries, right? That's a good replacement. And then the most important thing then, right, what meat can I eat? All right, I'm going to have a bunch of steak. And if every now and then you want to go and have a pizza or a burger, fantastic. I'd always recommend a burger over a pizza because at least you're going to get protein and you're going to get a lot of nutrients from the red meats. But just being mindful, right, because the average person is just fucking all over the place, if we're honest here, right? And don't think I'm taking a shot at you, my friend, if you're, you know, if you're overweight and everything else. Um, but this is just the way it is, right? So just think the bar's set really low. Be mindful of protein and fiber. You know, look at the menu in advance, for example. Um, and go from there, really. Now, what I also wanted to share is my experience here. Now, I have got even leaner since being here, and that's not intentional. Um, it's just because I've just been eating meat and fruit. Now, back in Australia, I'll normally have just mainly meat and fruit still, but I have my coconut yogurt. I struggle to get enough food in because I've got so much muscle mass, right, which is great, and I move a lot. So for me, it's like I have the coconut yogurt with my fruit in the evening back home in Australia, and that's like an extra six, 700 calories, and it helps me maintain my weight and, and build muscle, and that's my goal, right? But here, I haven't been doing that, and I've dropped about a kilo, kilo, which is about, you know, a kilo or a kilo and a half, probably dropped about three, four pounds, uh, and I'm shredded, right? And that wasn't intentional, but that's just because I've been eating meat and fruit, right? Um, and again, lots of protein and fiber. <laughs> so if you focus on those things, then great, and I enjoy eating those foods, right? And the thing is, well, you got to look at, my friend, right? What I'm telling you here, it's not going to work if it's not sustainable. So if you think, all oh, right, eating this way is temporary in your head, then again, you've lost. Anything you do this year, how can I make this permanent? That's what I want you to ask yourself, right? And the best way above all this to do that, eat more meat. I think everyone would win if they consistently ate more meat, especially grass-fed beef, for example, 
you know, salmon to get your omega-3s in, you know, chicken, any any kind of meat, right? Lean chicken, ideally, like chicken breast or chicken thighs, right? You get some fat on that, but they taste good and they're, uh, it's relatively healthy. Uh, more eggs. Eggs are the most nutrient-dense food known to man. If you can simply take strip everything else away as a starting point to simplify things, eat more meat, I think everyone's going to win, right? I think everyone's going to win if they do that because uh, protein's going to keep you more satiated. You're going to get most of the nutrients you need, long story short, right? So, uh, yeah, so just to wrap the nutrition piece up, uh, diets work until they don't work. Don't follow any diets this year. Look at it as a lifestyle change. Look at it as, right, I'm going to eat more protein and shoot for fiber, and I'm going to do that through primarily, This is you're not going to be perfect. You're going to eat some processed foods, right? Fine. But if you can 90% of the time eat single ingredient foods, meat, fruit, vegetables, those kind of foods, fantastic. Okay, so keep it simple, stupid, kiss, K-I-S-S, right? Tell yourself that this year, kiss, keep it simple, stupid. The bar's set really low. Uh, don't compare yourself to like fucking all these people online or even me for that matter, right? You might look at me, people look at me online. And that's another, one more thing I wanted to share is um, people always assume, like people who reach out to me for coaching, a lot of people probably don't reach out to me for coaching because they think, oh, I couldn't eat like he eats. And they make that assumption, Janini brought this to my attention earlier, that all my clients eat like me. They fucking don't. Most of the people I coach are just general population. I do coach a lot of people, like I say, have come through the carnivore space, um, but they, they can't eat like I'm eating consistently. Otherwise, they'd probably be close to where I'm at if they'd been doing it for as long as me, right? Which most of them are not, right? And that's where they want to get to. So most of my clients, I meet them, well, all of my clients, I meet them where they're at. They don't eat like me, right? A, a lot of them, to be honest, were eating, you know, bit too much processed foods. A big chunk of them were eating, you know, strict carnivore and on or off with different diets, whether that's carnivore or other things. And they've struggled with stuff that you're struggling with, right? Um, and so don't don't look at it that way. Are people like me and online, when you see us eating those foods, by the way, most of these influencers and coaches are lying. I'm just going to say how it is. I'm not hating, but they'll share with you all the meals that they're eating, which are like healthy, but they won't share with you when they're having beers and when they're having fucking garbage. They're lying right? I know this. I know this. Cause I know a lot of people who do bullshit. I've met some of these people back in the day when I was, you know, bodybuilding and stuff, right? So don't be bought into too much of that. There is a lot of people with integrity like me online, uh, but don't compare yourself to people like me who's in the 1% and even Janini, right? Who just eats mainly meat and fruit and she doesn't drink any alcohol. Whereas I like a few beers here and there. In fact, I might have a nice cold beer uh, after this podcast, right? But I very, and that's another thing I wanted to share. One more thing. Um, so be realistic. Don't look at people like me and think, oh, I need to eat like him. No, you know, if you're ever going to reach out to a coach, for example, a good coach um, is going to meet you where you're at and they're going to make subtle changes like, right, okay, going back to what I said, how can I get this person to eat more, more protein? Okay, let's have a look at how much meat they're eating. Oh, okay, they're grossly under eating protein. How about we add in some of these different types of protein sources, right, with, you know, complete protein sources and give you some options there to choose from on your shopping list and start there, for example. Okay, other clients I know, uh, they're eating too much sugar, Right. And I'm like, right, like I had a client uh, signed up just before Christmas and she was like, and she's already at a good level to be fair to her. Um, shout out to her. I'm not going to mention her name just in case. She's at a good level. Um, but she said herself, she said, I'm just a sugar fanatic and she eats a little bit too much sugar. So I've straight away, I've gone, right, let's change the macros up. Okay, you're, you're under eating fat. You could do with more essential fatty acids. So I want to introduce these foods, bump your fats up. She was only having like 40 grams of fat, right? We're going to bump that up to about 60 grams. Uh, I'm going to set you a target to have under 50 grams of sugar. And we're going to monitor that and see how you feel and pay attention to all those things uh, and start there. And she was kind of like, um, really impressed with that. She was like, great, this is what I need, you know, because I, I need, I need someone who knows their stuff with nutrition and who's going to help me to make changes, which is sustainable, uh, going to help me perform, look and feel better. Cause she's going to improve the way her body looks now by introducing these foods and, 
um, uh, increasing, uh, bringing certain foods into the diet, which are going to help her look better and, and fuel her body and perform better in the gym. Um, yeah, so, so, so look at it that way. I've had a bit of a ramble here, but I think it's going to be valuable to you. So let's switch gears now. There's a couple of other points I'm going to make, and these are going to be uh, short and sweet, right? So they're the, the, the nuggets I wanted to share on nutrition. One, diets work until they don't work. Don't fo follow any diets this year. So many people reach out to me and they go, oh, yeah, I felt great on carnival. Okay, great. Well, why did you stop? That's the question I'm always asking. Why couldn't you keep it going if you felt good? And when we unpack everything, it's because it wasn't sustainable. And they went back to eating like they were before, which is what over 95% over of people will, um, they'll basically, they'll uh, gain all the weight, all the fat back, all the weight back they lost within one to five years. One out of five people, right? So I'm like, why couldn't you stick to it? Um, and it doesn't work. It's not going to work, right? If if you felt good on it, we got to look at why you stopped. Okay, you know your environment changed. You you know Christmas came around. You started eating and drinking more, or eating more processed foods. And as soon as you start eating those processed foods, my friend, you're fucked. One or two days of that ultra processed foods, you know what it's like. You get more cravings, um, and ultimately they're designed to make you overeat, right? So uh, look at it that way. You know, um, that's just one something I wanted to share. People say that a lot. Carnival, uh, really, I felt great. When I, okay, that's awesome. Why did you stop? You, you need a different approach. That's great if you eat more meat <coughs> and you eat more whole foods. <clears throat> but a lot of times it's because they cut out so much of the shit, which is why they felt good. It's as simple as that. But, you know, 95% of people, they have the wrong approach that they can't sustain, uh, sustain my friends. Look at what can I stick to, what's sustainable, and how can I have flexibility in there, which is what I always look at with clients, um, so I can not feel like I'm on a diet, right? And I can still enjoy my life, socialize, and still get fantastic uh, results. So anyway, moving on to the other big uh, factors here. So number two, that was the nutrition piece. Number two is sleep with sleep. What I want you to focus on this year, my friend, all the research is pointing to the fact that... Um, uh, sleep regularity is the most important thing in circadian rhythm. Great book called The Circadian Code by Satya Panda, Dr. Satya Panda or something like that. I might have butchered that. Um, but all the research now is pointing to the most important thing when it comes to sleep. The two most important things. Number one is going to bed at the same time. And then you're going to get up roughly at the same time then if you do that uh, regularly enough. Um, but going to bed and getting up at the same time roughly doesn't have to be perfect. That's the most important thing. And what I've noticed here is my sleep pattern's been all over the place here. They're up late, they eat late and everything else. I've been all over the fucking shop and I stopped tracking my sleep because it was pissing me off. I used the aura ring to track. And uh, basically I've just been feeling like shit. I've been, I've been, um, I've, I say feeling like shit. I've been having a great time, but in comparison to how I usually am, it's worth the trade off because I've had, a, I'm having an amazing time and I'm connecting with people, which is something I struggle with. Um, you know, not having family in Australia and I tend to isolate myself a lot and, and just, you know, work a lot and stuff like that. So it's been great for me, but at, a, at that price of, you know, more social and everything else, uh, my sleep regularity been over the place and I've got, uh, I've had a cold, which I haven't been able to shake off. Um, my energy has been low. My, my mood's been all over the place. My gut health has been hit and miss as well. Um, I think that's just because, to be honest, I'm just like, when a mum cooks, they cook so much meat, and I know I don't eat, no need to eat all of it, but I'll just, when it's in front of me, I'll fucking eat it all. Even if it is meat, you can't eat too much of it, my friend. So um, anyway, number one, sleep regularity, go to bed at the same time, my friend. Um, look, um, there's research to show that if you're awake, for every hour you're awake between uh, 10 p.m. and 4 a.m., um, it's essentially like being, a, if you're awake for two hours, let's say you're awake for, uh, until midnight, you're basically like your, your circadian, the, the impact on your body is like a shift worker. 
Like I have some clients who are nurses and stuff like that and they work like night shifts and it's the worst thing, right, for your body and stuff like that. If you pee a circadian rhythm out, literally the worst thing you can do to your body and some of it, you know, we have to work around it. But even if you're up for like one or two hours between 10 p.m. and 4 a.m., you're basically a shift worker. That's what your body knows. So look at your circadian rhythm, circadian code, like a clock and you've got like, let's just say you've got like thousands or millions of different clocks uh, which is switching on and off all these different switches and it's just fucking confusing if you're not going to bed at the same time roughly it's confusing for the body and there's a real thing called uh, social jet lag uh, which is like for example on the weekends a lot of people do this they socialize they stay up later and even if you're up for like say you know two hours later uh, on a weekend you know it's called social jet lag and then people go into their week on a monday feeling like shit their energy's low why do i feel like this well they probably drank too much which impacted their sleep and also they just stayed up later now you're not going to be perfect with this i've taken a few hits on this holiday of course um because i'm looking to nourish relationships and, and everything else with janini's family and enjoy myself right uh, life is for living but just be aware of these things so sleep regularity is key and what's just important and what fits into that, because this is all going back to the circadian rhythm of your body, um, getting daylight in the morning. This is something I was super diligent with last year. Noticeable effect on my mood, energy, uh, my recovery on my aura, where I track my, track my sleep. Again, I'm not affiliated with aura, um, but myself and lots of my clients use an aura ring to track our sleep and recovery. One of the best investments I ever made. And it's a noticeable difference when I get up in the morning, I uh, get, you know, five to 20 minutes of daylight straight away as soon as you get up. Ideally, I should just get up, wake up and go straight onto my balcony and do that. But, you know, I need to, I've got shit to do, right? So I've got to move and get to the gym and stuff. So what I'll do is I'll just, when I, the gym is literally across the road from my house, I'll just walk outside and then at the gym, they've got like an outdoor place. So what I'll do is I'll make sure I go outside to train for like literally 10 minutes, 15 minutes. So I'm getting daylight or sunlight on my face uh, as soon as I can, right? And what that does is that straight away, uh, you know, it's, it's like the opposite to confusing your body. Your body's like, okay, it's daytime, bang. All these different hormones are released. Your circadian code is kind of balancing out. And, you know, I'm, I'm simplifying things here, putting things in layman's term. And uh, it's the most important thing for sleep. Even Dr. Huberman says this, getting daylight in the morning. You know, remember, like, just by getting daylight, it's going to switch on, like, 500, 600 different um, mechanisms in the body, uh, in your genes and stuff, right? Just from literally getting sunlight and daylight. Um, so those are the two most important things, my friend, I want you to focus on with sleep. Uh, and then the third one, sorry, three things. The other thing then... Um, when it comes to HRV, this has been tried and tested with clients and all the research is pointing to um, give it at least a minimum. I always do this, right? I give it four or five hours when I can help it. At least three hours. Cut your food off at least three hours before bed, right? At least three hours before bed, cut your food off. Um, because nothing will affect your um, heart rate variability, your HRV more then I'm not going to go into what HRV is, right? So we'll be here all day. Uh, then actually eating within three hours before bedtime. Uh, if you can give it four hours, that'd be even better. Obviously, it depends on what you're eating. When you're eating a lot of meat like I do, your temperature rises more. It's more uh, of a strenuous task for your body to digest meat. Um, but yeah, give it at least three, four hours if you can before bed. Um, and that'll make a massive difference. And you won't be aware of it, my friend. You might just think, oh, I sleep great. No, it doesn't work like that. It's very complex with sleep. It's been the hardest thing. I'm still, I'm still, all over the place figuring stuff out it's the hardest thing for me to like figure out with sleep i've been tracking this now for like three four years including when i had a whoop before the aura and uh it's very complex so it's you don't just hit the pillow sleep and wake up it's not that simple um every single time when i read in between the lines with clients when i look at like okay i'm not recovering properly my energy's low um my mood's all over the place um I am making poor decisions with food or even it might even be stubborn body fat, right? Because, you know, a study was done and 
they find that people eat uh, 44% more calories when sleep deprived. That's fucking double the amount of calories, right? So it always comes down to sleep and stress. Like how, how stressed are you? Um, what are your stress levels at? How are you managing your stress levels? And stress is like, you could be overtraining. You could have a lot of stress going on at work and you could be, you know, pushing too hard in the gym. You could have, you know, maybe something going on with your relationship or you had an argument with your spouse. Even driving is a stress on the body. So if you're overloading stress and or even one of these things, you know, your sleep is not optimized. Um, that's going to impact everything else, my friend, right? So, <clears throat> so we got nutrition covered, sleep covered. The other thing as well, just to add on to that, right? It's a very simple thing I heard online, right? Three hours, cut food off before bed. Two hours before bed, ideally cut your uh, your fluids off. I normally cut it off an hour before bed. But be careful with that though, right? Because the most important thing is if you go to bed dehydrated, that's going to fuck your sleep more than anything else because you're going to bed in the fight or flight state. So that's the number one thing. But if you can, cut the, uh, the fluid off at least two hours before bed. I aim for an hour, to be honest. Um, cause there's research to show now that, you know, if you, if you drink in within two hours before bed, it can impact your deep sleep. So I'm going to try and aim for two hours this, this year, but I tried that while I was away the other week. And what I found is that I didn't drink enough water. Then I woke up dehydrated and it fucked my sleep even more. Excuse the French. Um, I hope you haven't got this on loudspeaker driving with kids in the car. Um, so yeah, so we've got three, two, one. So three hours, no food, two hours, no fluid, one hour. This is a big one. I'm not going to go down this rabbit hole. No blue lights and ideally no artificial light. Switch the lights down, get those um, those red salt lamps or candle light at least a couple of hours before bed, but come away from that phone and laptop and ideally TV at least an hour before bed, no blue light. Three, two, one, simple thing. But Martin Silver's three main points today was sleep regularity, go to bed at the same time and wake up at roughly the same time. You're not going to be perfect with that, but do your best and nail that this year. Uh, two, daylight in the morning, five to 20 minutes. If there's no sun, go for 10 to 20 minutes. If there's sunlight, at least five minutes. You know, if you're getting sun on your face, great. But if it's cloudy and shit weather, ideally 10 to 20 minutes waking as soon after waking up as possible. And then number three is cutting your food off at least three hours before bed. Um, yeah, so, and then we got training, right? Again, I'm going to keep this quick. This year, ask yourself this question right now, my friend. When was the last time you were consistent week in, week out for a whole year. Great, you might be uh, you might be advanced and you might love training, you might be disciplined and you might have, this might be normal to you, just training consistently week in, week out. But for most of you listening, ask yourself, when was the last time you were consistent with lifting weights or strength training, going to the gym for a whole year? It may be a few years, it may have been never, that might be the answer, right? Like some people who I have on that consultation call, they say, wow, that's never happened. And this is the most important thing. Now, where most people go wrong, um, and I've seen this, I had this chat with Janini's brother actually, and uh, he, um, you know, he, he, when he gets after it, he gets after it, right? He puts the work in and you can already see he's got loads of muscle mass, but he hasn't trained for ages, right? He hasn't lifted weights for ages. And he, he, and like most people, they think, right, if I'm not training five or six times a week, then like almost like, what's the point? And then they stop. And, you know, uh, someone reached out to me recently and they were like, right, what did they say? They said, oh, you know, I hate my body right now. Um, what did they say? They said, I hate my body right now. Um, have you got any advice for getting the motivation back? That question always blows my mind. I'm not going to go into that rabbit hole, but I asked them, I said, okay, um, how, how consistently have you been training? I haven't, I haven't been to the gym for five months. And it's like, well, you know, I didn't say this, right? I, I, you know, give them a bit of advice or whatever in the DMS on Instagram, by the way, drop me a DM on Instagram because I do try to help five people every day, uh, for free, uh, at Martin Silver Fitness. Um, I'd love to know who you are if you listen to this podcast. Um, but yeah, and I'm like, right, okay, you haven't trained for five months. And that's like most people you, going into this year. Don't allow that to happen, my friend. And the advice I want to give you on this is like, 
I'm not going to go into what I've been doing when I'm away because I can get away with doing so little now after two decades of lifting weights and, and feel good and maintain muscle mass and everything else. But like most people haven't been training consistently for a decade, let alone two decades or even a few years. So to set yourself a minimum non-negotiable. Right. When I'm having a terrible week and I've worked fucking 70 hours, uh, I'm traveling with work. My kids are sick. And this is like a terrible week for you, right? I am still going to do two to three workouts a week. And if you can't get to the gym... Do a circuit at home. Do bodyweight squats, sit-ups, and push-ups. Five rounds, 20 minutes. Get the rubber bands out. Look at my YouTube channel. Type in Martin Silver Fitness. By the way, subscribe to my YouTube channel, my friend, please, because I've got so much good content on there. Type in Martin Silver. Uh, what is it? Type in Martin Silver Pump Up, and you'll get three of my 10 to 15-minute band sessions. Fucking do something, right? Because this is the problem. People go, oh, okay, there's no point. No, there is points. Because you're still going to be consistent and get results. And more importantly, you're still going to feel better mentally and emotionally by doing something. But the reality is most of you are not going to do that. So if you look at going to the gym, right, instead of going five or six times, like the minimum non-negotiable I'm going to do is two per week. And the way you want to train, right, um, is if you're only if you're someone who does three sessions a week, <clears throat> you, you need to hit the body parts, my friend, at least twice in a week, right? So what I would say is if you're someone who goes to the gym three times a week, right, um, do one body up, one session upper body, uh, one session legs and core maybe, and then one session full body. Bang! You're going to hit every body part twice in a week, then, right? If you're someone who goes five, six days a week, you're probably going to benefit more from uh, doing like a push pull slip split, for example, right? But I'm not going to go into that and giving you advice. So I don't know enough about you on an individual level. Um, but two to three times per week, right, is still going to keep your momentum. And the person, every single time I coach people, the person who chips away two to three times a week. For, for fucking a year versus the person who does five or six sessions a week for a holiday and then stops training for fucking three, four weeks or even a few months. Obviously, who's going to get the better results and who's going to be in a better place mentally? It's going to be the person who chips away two to three times per week. So do like on a terrible week, right, where you cut the time, still do two to three, four body sessions a week, for example, right? Don't accept nothing less. Even if you can only get to the gym for 30 minutes, it's going to be better than nothing. So don't make any excuses for not being consistent this year, my friend. I've heard it all. It's all bullshit. It's all excuses. Oh, I haven't had time. Make time. Okay? Make time. I know it's harder for some of you. Make it a priority. Right? Um, all right. And I'm going to wrap this up now, ladies and gents. So uh, the other one, obviously, last but not least, movement. Obviously, walking. Uh, moving regular. Um, the first thing with that, rather than... I'm not going to give you a step target to hit because I don't know how many steps you're doing. It's stupid when I hate when coaches say, 10K steps. Well, how many steps is this person doing at the moment? Have you looked at that? Oh, they're doing 3,000. Well, they're not going to stick to 10,000 steps forever. It's not going to happen. It's very unlikely. So first thing is to just track your steps. Invest in a Fitbit if you haven't got one. Um, or if you want to spend a bit more, get an Apple Watch or whatever. But Fitbits, they're really cheap. Get one, track your steps, be aware. Once you're aware, then you're going to move more. It's like when you track food, you're going to eat less, right? It's just been proven in research. So that's the, that's the thing I'd like I'd recommend you doing with movement um, and just add an extra 2,000 steps on to what you're doing if you're not moving much or an extra 15-minute walk a day or whatever. So anyway, going to wrap this up now, ladies and gents, and get back to my uh, lovely trip here in uh, Bonito. Not that I haven't enjoyed this. Uh, I love having, I love communicating with people. And I love to reflect as well on, uh, on you know, my trip and, and, and you know, the, what I know and, and, you know, communicate this to you awesome people who tune into my podcast. Last but not least, right? Big opportunity for my friend, right? If you want to uh, be our next success story, optimize your body, right? And you really want to get into the shape of your life within the next 90 days and you want to set yourself up for 
long-term success. And you want to get, my goal, my friend, our goal at Optimize Your Body is to, is to make the client self-sustaining as fast as possible. No one wants to rely on a coach forever. Yes, I have clients who've been with me for years because they love it, but my goal is to make you self-sustaining. So if you want to get results that you can keep forever within the next 90 days and you want to drop, you know, it depends on where you're at, but you're going to drop around about 8 to 15 pounds of body fat. You're going to build lean muscle and get stronger than you've ever been physically. You're going to hit PBs and get strength gains that you've never seen before within that first 90 days, even within the first two two months, to be honest, with the strength gains. Uh, you're going to boost your energy and really level up your relationship with food and get a, a real understanding of how to manage your nutrition once and for all within the next 90 days. All you got to do, right, I would recommend just sliding in my DMs on Instagram at Martin Silver Fitness and just DM me with the word info uh, or just click the uh, coaching inquiry form in the show notes beneath this podcast uh, or just send me an email, admin at optimizeyourbody.com. Whichever one you choose, my friend, the best way and the fastest way for you, my friend, the simplest way is just to drop me a DM on Instagram. So, yeah. Huge uh, opportunity for my friend to level up. So uh, don't miss this opportunity because I haven't actually announced this on social media yet. And I'm going to be doing that very shortly. So uh, anyway, ladies and gents, stay tuned. Got some amazing guests I'm lining up for this year. Uh, Really appreciate everyone who listens to the podcast. I'd love to know who you are as well. The only thing is... I don't, it's impossible to find out who listens on the pod. I can see where everyone is in the world. So I'd love to connect with you. Like just drop me a DM on Instagram. If you don't need Instagram, drop me an email at admin at optimizeyourbody.com. If you need any advice, let me know. I'd love to help you. I'd love to connect with you. Uh, or better still, tag me on your story on Instagram at Martin Silver Fitness with a screenshot of this podcast um, to get the, to get the uh, so I can see where you're at in the world and to get the good message out there. All right, over and out, ladies and gents. Speak soon.